we pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. If you're anything like me, sometimes you become almost envious of what some of the Bible time believers got to see. I mean, come on, look at some of the evidence they saw of the powerful one that was on their side. Think of those Israelites coming out of Egypt, seeing that pillar of fire, that amazing display of fire come down and block their enemies from coming after them. And then a short time later, after crossing the sea, that great miracle, we see that same powerful God use those waters to utterly destroy their enemies. What a terror was on their side, fighting for them, and how sure they must have been of it. Or how about in the New Testament? The disciples, um, Peter, James, and John, they got to go up on a mountain and watch Jesus transfigured before their eyes. His glory shining, his face and garments like the sun. And then there was a voice so booming and terrifying that they fell down on the ground as though dead. But that same terrifying one said to them, do not be afraid. Wow, what a terrifying one was on their side. And how sure they must have been of it. And he's on our side too. So what's our evidence of this? What do we get? Are we going to see angels? Do we get angels? Maybe a great miracle? Maybe a booming voice from heaven? Well, Paul tells us this morning what we get. Try trials, persecutions, hardships. Yeah, not exactly what you were maybe expecting. Maybe not the terrifying and spectacular evidence of who's on our side, the thing we were hoping for. Because, you know what, maybe you're different, but for me, sometimes hardships seem to be the thing that tells me Jesus is not on my side. You know, why would he want us to go through all these difficult times and problems if he really is on our side and if he possesses this much power? Sure seems to be a reason he's maybe abandoned our team to go captain a better one or something. But friends... Don't let the devil win. That's exactly the way he wants you to think. To turn it all upside down. To miss this beautiful evidence that God has given us. Right here. You see, he wants us to think it's a reason that it's unfair. That we don't get as spectacular of evidence that God is on our side. When really the opposite is true. No, in these trials and persecutions we can know that Jesus is on our side just like they did. Because you see, it's not just about the trials and persecutions themselves. Although the Bible does clearly teach that those are actually evidence in and of themselves that we are on the side of Christ. Jesus said it in the Sermon on the Mount and 1 Peter 4 says we are blessed when we face those. But this morning what's in focus is the fact that God has given you faith to see and persevere through these trials. 
Hear what Paul tells us in the verse that's just before our reading for this morning from 2 Thessalonians. He writes, Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. That same God of the blazing fire, of those pupil-frying, spectacular appearances, is the same God who implanted powerful faith in you. And don't start to think that that is less powerful or less spectacular of evidence than those Christians, those believers in the Bible got to see. Because listen to what Jesus says about that faith. He said, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Sure, we're not moving mountains right now because God hasn't called us to move mountains. But what God has called us to is to live out that powerful faith through and in these persecutions and trials, this discomfort. Because God has given us that same kind of power that those believers got to see. He's given it to us in our faith. And that's the amazing evidence that God's judgment is right, like Paul said. Because think of how unlikely it is. That even though we're in all of these trials, and think of all the things Jesus mentioned in the gospel reading from earthquakes to today, these days hurricanes, and then the persecutions and struggles of our daily life, yet through it all, you still call on the name of the Lord? Through it all, you still wrestle with him in prayer? You still go to him and recognize him as your savior? Friends, that's power. That's incredible evidence of the powerful faith God has placed in you. And that's incredible evidence that he's on our side. The fact that you're able to still hold on to him, even as all the world, the hardships and the circumstances we face, are screaming, let him go. But yet you don't. Because God has implanted a powerful faith right here. And it is powerful evidence to who is on our side. And Paul tells us about what that faith is looking forward to in the next part. He says, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. That should be terrifying. Jesus coming in blazing fire with the most unnerving army we could think of? That should paralyze us and leave us in utter dismay. But see again that powerful faith that God has given you in action, that you don't see it as a terror. Because it would be terrifying if he was not on our side, but your faith knows he is on our side. 
So he will not come and be a terror to you, but a terror to our enemies. And instead, what he's going to bring us is the last thing we'd expect such a terrifying and just terrifying and fearful display. It brings us relief. Relief from the troubles, from the natural disasters, from the persecution that we face. Relief from a Savior, a relief that is only sweeter because God's powerful faith has brought us through those trials and that discomfort that we face today. How good is God? He turns trouble into comfort. He makes what the world would say is utterly hopeless and turns it into something of hope for us. A terror that he should be is on our side. Two years ago, I had some high hopes. And no, it wasn't for this reason. It was for a different reason. Okay, I'll admit it was for a sports team. It was my favorite childhood team, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, back home. And I'd grown up watching them with my dad, and they were always really bad and not very good. But two summers ago, they were playing in the championship game. And it was game six of the NBA Finals, and I was one of 60,000 people surrounding outside that stadium, craning our necks to watch this screen. And as you probably know, I was looking over people much taller than me, just to add that there. And, and it was hard to see, and I was bumping elbows with thousands of strangers, and it was hot, it was sweaty, it was uncomfortable. And there were people that were over drinking, and, and all sorts of vulgarity, and all these things, but... But we were in good spirits because we could see our goal in front of us, watching our aspiring, our championship aspiring team trying to win it all. That was until the middle of the second half when the screen went black. You can imagine how the crowd reacted. Oh, they were angry. Everybody started to realize it's not super fun to be bumping elbows with thousands of strangers and surrounded by people who are hot and sweaty and smell and, and people who are over drinking. And, and you can imagine what happened next. It was a mess. Fights started breaking out. Um, people started collapsing from dehydration and realizing it, that they were low on food and water. And it was just fences were being ripped down. It was crazy. Because we lost focus on our champions. We forgot the reason we were there. Friends, let's not lose focus on our even greater champion. Because look at what happens when we lose focus, when we let that light of Christ disappear. Suddenly all we see is how cruddy life can be around us. All of a sudden all we see is that, yeah, it's not super fun to be rubbing elbows constantly with trials and persecutions and deaths and, and pain and tears. And it just doesn't make sense and we wonder what we're doing here. Because we lose focus on our champion. Who's given us a powerful faith to work through those trials. To see him through those trials. And who gives us the strength. To make it through. 
You see, we must keep our focus on our champion. Because without him, without something, without someone to focus on, it's utterly hopeless. But we know he's on our side. So why do we so often act like he's not? Because unlike me in that crowd in Milwaukee, we already know the result. We already know the victory our champion has won through the cross, through his resurrection from the grave. We know our enemies stand defeated. That the unbeatable, all-powerful, almighty Lord, whom we get to call our champion, has destroyed our enemies. Listen to what Paul says. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. We may not see it now, but a time is coming when our champion will make it right. For all the wins our enemies think they have now and the enemies of Christianity think they have, it will be an eternal loss. And instead, it'll be completely different for us. That screen in Milwaukee did eventually turn back on and to the relief of the crowd. And then we got to watch as our team pulled it off. They became champions and as you can imagine, the crowd quickly forgot about that craziness from earlier as we celebrated. The fireworks shot off from the stadium, the confetti flew down, people were, I think, jumping in the Milwaukee River, and oh my goodness, people were just celebrating. And then a few days later, we had a big victory parade for our champions. We got to be there and praise our champions. I got some pictures of my favorite players holding the trophy. Oh, it was awesome. How much more awesome and glorious will be our ultimate victory parade when Jesus comes again in blazing fire with his angel army. A sight that will strike terror to our enemies, but to us is glorious. A sight we will marvel at and praise because he's on our side. He's our champion. Hear what Paul says in his last verse. And on the day he will come to be glorified in his holy people and marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. Glorified in his holy people. Can you believe that? God who has the blazing fire, the angel armies, our champion who has it all. That's so glorious. But where is his glory? It's in you. You. That day is as special to him as it is to us. He looks forward to that day when he gets to bring us home, to bring us and invite us to this victory parade where we will get sweet relief from the tears and the struggles of this life. And he is glorified in us. And be assured, this includes 
you. Because you have that powerful faith that believes in the testimony about Christ. That testimony that tells you you are covered in his holiness. So therefore you can stand in the presence of that terrifying one. Because you are covered in his perfection and his holiness. And you can be assured that he is on your side. So see yourselves there. See yourselves there at that victory parade glorifying and praising God, welcoming him with joy from heaven. You'll be there. And for us, he brings us relief, even though he is so terrifying. And how about for now? Well, we're here, celebrating that relief he brings, singing hymns and hearing the declaration of what God has done for us. Sundays like these are like little teaser victory parades for the ultimate one we will see one day. And it will be amazing. It will be glorious. Because God is on our side and when he comes from heaven, he comes for you. A terror to our enemies, but our champion in Christ Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding,